Hang on a sec, guys. Hello, darling. Sorry, I have my nephew here. Oh, okay. Sorry, I've just got to say goodbye to my nephew, guys. Hey, Can we give me a big hug, then? Oh, we're talking about Daredevil. Oh, give me a big hug. You want to say hello to everyone? Say hello in my ear. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Oh, you can't look now, Bubs. I've got to do this. Yeah, you got to go, darling. I'll show you next time you're around. Bye-bye, darling. Are you right closing my door for me? Thank you. Sorry, guys. That's talk about all things daredevil particularly issues of daredevil starting from number one back in 1964 coming up to the present day and beyond i am your co-host claire and my other co-host is vix say hi vix Hiya. <laughs> hey <laughs> and we have a returning guest one of the vips of the bar very important podcast guest <laughs> vipg <laughs> It's Daniel. Yay! Hi, guys. Thank you for having Yay. me back. Always thank fun time to be here. It, we, we love having you on. And thank you for waiting because uh, we delayed by a week. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a wacky week, as uh, I mentioned before we started <laughs> recording. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit bad. To be fair, like last weekend, I might have had to have postponed anyway because of my horrid infected tooth problem. Oh so, yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, it's kind of yeah, a bit of a hiatus for a week. Yeah, a little hiatus. Mm. It's not like it's going to shorten our podcast <laughs> length by a significant amount when it's going to be at least twelve years, as we say every uh, week. It's going to be forever, and you know it. Forever. Uh, this week we are talking about Daredevil issue number thirty-six. Which was released January the 1st, 1968, New Year's Day. Uh, and this one is called The Name of the Game is Mayhem. That's the name of the game. The Fantastic Four have been pegged for murder and DD must save the team. The trapster runs amok through New York City. But when the man without fear is hot on your trail, even the biggest baddie doesn't stand a chance. Will this be the trapster's last stand? Plus, Debbie Harris returns to Foggy's life. <sighs> So guys, Scandalo. we are a bar and therefore we have drinks. Uh, so what are you guys drinking this week? Vix, what are you drinking? I am drinking a vanilla uh, red bush oh. because I love it. Guess what I'm drinking? Uh, is it some sort of cherry cola incarnate? It's- it's a Pepsi Max cherry. There we go. <laughs> it's my traditional drink. <laughs> <laughs> the cherry is because the cherry is red, just like Daredevil, obviously. <laughs> That's not the reason. Daniel, what are you drinking? Um, I'm actually doing some unsweet, just kind of uh, tea, kind of an iced tea. 
Ooh. We were outside doing yard work earlier, so I'm trying to cool off with just some, some tea. That's nice. Yeah. Is it very hot where you are then? Yeah, it's it's getting to be summer. We actually had a little bit of a cold snap last week, but okay. uh, it's definitely kind of come back with a vengeance uh, this week, so it definitely feels like summer today. Nice. I think our cold snap is called our summer this year. I don't think England is having a summer this year, are we, Vex? God, I hope not. I blame Brexit. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't cope with another summer like last year. <laughs> yeah, last year was twice as bad, so we don't get one this year. Oh, we're just my front room got up to forty-eight degrees yeah, last that's... year, and I just, I, I can't, I can't. It's not on. No. Not on. So before we get into this issue, Daniel very kindly posted a a letter from the letters page because uh, I don't have this issue, so I didn't have the letters. And you posted one on our Facebook group, which I thought was quite funny, um, seeing as we had a conversation about the bizarreness of Mike saying that he was blind because Matt's blind and they're twins. (laughs) And how does that work? So I thought we could uh, get into this letter. Um, uh, Daniel, did you want to read the letter and I'll read the response or or vice versa? Um, Yeah, I can read. We can do that. Okay. Do you want? Yeah. If you read the letter, I'll read the response then. Okay. Um, and part of this is talking about something I don't really know. I guess it was something pop culture related back in the '60s. Um, yeah. But part of it is kind of in reference to, you know, Matt and Mike being both being blind. So I thought it was relevant. Um, so this is from Mike Burton uh, from Greenwood Street, Ohio, and he says, "Dear Stan and Jean." By the specter of the imperial one, thou hast committed a grievous error. <laughs> I'm referring to such such grandeur. Yeah. Um, I'm referring to page eight, panel four of Daredevil number thirty-one, of course. Maybe we both, uh, uh, maybe we were both born with a weakness in our eyes. Indeed, I thought Boggy knew that uh, Matt was blinded when he was hit by a truck. Figure that one out. Whoa. Talk about a Marvel taking over the world. Mark Lane, a friend of mine, and I were glancing through some magazines a while ago. And as we uh, leave through one of those Twiggy books, um, I noticed that the world's top teenage fashion model was wearing a Daredevil t-shirt on one of the pages. She. And that was from Mike Burton. (laughs) So were you asking about Twiggy then? Yeah, I don't know what that, that is. Twiggy, Twiggy was like, um, was she from London, Vix? Yeah, she was, um, you know, like back in the 60s, uh, lots of fashion models, they had sort of names like, well, she was a fashion model. She's called Twiggy because she mm. was very kind of like tall and very thin. She was kind of like the Kate Moss of her age. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's still still alive, still modelling for Marks and Spencers. Yeah, occasionally she was in Ab Fab as well. Yeah, so she's just, uh, she had a very iconic look with like, mm. you know, wore a lot of mini skirts and stuff. So, yeah. um, so the reply that Marvel did was, about a zillion other Daredevil devotees sent us a clipping of that pic, Mike. It's really a gasser. It shows Twiggy looking sultry, sophisticated and stunning as ever, while modelling in all its glittering glory, a tintinabulating a Daredevil t-shirt. And we didn't even have anything to do with the pick. If any of you know the girl, tell her to contact us and we'll nominate her for a complimentary subscription. Anyway, regarding your cataclysmic complaint, chum, sure, Foggy knew that Matt was blinded by an explosion years ago. 
And I think this is where Elizabeth jumped in on our Facebook page and went, explosion? Because <laughs> there wasn't an explosion. Um, uh, I continue, but it still might have been because of a weakness in his ocular nerves. Perhaps a man without such a weakness might not have been totally blinded, Nespa. Okay, we thought up an excuse, lame though it might be, but your point was still well taken. So keep a no vigil at your mailbox for the uh, no negotiable, nondescript, no prize, which our executive committee meeting in special session has just awarded you. But please control thy tears of gratitude. So, yeah, I think they're remembering it very differently. <laughs> well, they both kind of get it wrong because, yeah. like, Martin says he was hit by a truck and he really wasn't, like, hit, hit by the truck. No. And, you know, Stan completely got it wrong because he's, there's, like, an explosion, apparently. So. Yeah, no one remembers. And it was only, it wasn't like it was 50 years ago at this point. It was, you know. 37-ish years ago. <laughs> yeah so i thought that was quite funny so thank you for sending that to us yeah i mean that that goes to show you that you know even after three years i think stan and and crew were juggling so many different books and titles and mm-hmm. that you know little things like that that we get nodded up about they probably just didn't even remember or think about <laughs> like, yeah. no definitely um cool okay well let's let's get into this issue so this was produced by Stan the Man Lee and Gene the Dean Colon, of course. Franked by, uh, inked, not franked, inked <laughs> by Frank Giacoya, lettered by Artie Simek. What do you think of this cover, Vix? Because I thought you would probably enjoy it. It's so dramatic and very matte. It's very, it's, <laughs> it's very extra. Yes. <laughs> Which is, um, and actually kind of bears no resemblance to what happened in the comic. No. Which why does is... the trapster look so upset? And why and why is he holding Matt like that? Like that but, doesn't yeah. happen. In, yeah, it's very strange. And obviously, we're meant to be like, who is this mysterious person that's very got the widest cloak ever? Because you can see it on both sides of the yeah. cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, does he have a camera in his crotch? Is that where they're taking the yeah. photo from? Camera vision <laughs> or crotch vision, I should say. Crotch vision. <laughs> It's very strange, yeah. But it, 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 you're right, it doesn't relate at all to what happens no. in the issue. Um, I mean, it's it's almost like Daredevil was like, oh, I fainted and, you know, fell over <laughs> into Traster's arms. I fell into your arms. <laughs> did uh, did you remember this this issue before re- uh, rereading it, Daniel? Uh, I remember a little bit of it. Like, I remember some of the stuff that came after because I know this was like a big yeah. cross the Fantastic Four are coming up, so I remembered a little bit of that, but I didn't remember like the specifics of like this issue. So I was a little bit surprised when Doom kind of showed up at the end because I thought he came in later. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely remember the next two issues more than this like mini little trapster arc, you know. Mm. Um, mm. So it starts off where. Where we left off, Daredevil is outside the window. Sue Storm, or Sue Richards, I have to keep saying, is uh, glued to the floor. And this bomb's going to go off and it's in the drawer. And I do not appreciate Matt just referring to Sue as Mr. Fantastic's wife. She has a name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even if you call her the Invisible Woman. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, you can imagine my reaction to that. Yes, yes. Uh, so he hears a ticking and 
uh, guesses that it might be a bomb and flings it out the window where it explodes. Okay, I have I have a beef with this. Okay. So you see him, he, he opens the window. So the window is wide open because mm-hmm. he's sitting on the window ledge, right? Yep. So wh- why is he breaking an already open window to fling the, <laughs> fling the bomb out. For <laughs> I was going to bring this up. Like, this poor window, and I think it gets broken about three different times in this one yeah. issue. Like... <laughs> I don't... I don't understand... It's like... It's like he grabs it with the with the billy club, right? Yep. And then flings it through... Because it, it looks like a sash window, so he's lifted yeah. the bottom bit up. So rather than just fling it already through the already open window and saving precious seconds he's flinging it through the upper pane of glass and throwing himself through as well like i don't i don't understand (laughs) fantastic four can afford new windows come on it just it just doesn't make any sense yes it i mean we've had it in um i can't remember what previous issue it was where there was a window that was broken twice as well. So I'm just going to take it that in the 60s, in, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe, windows were self-healing. Or they... The Baxter building, they must have regenerative glass. Yeah, they've got nano glass, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, Matt had to pay him back for the broken door that the thing broke twice. Yeah, true. That's true, in the uh, second issue. So... Matt rescues Sue <laughs> and pulls her out of the paste. And this was another panel that Daniel posted in our Facebook group. Because, yeah, taken out of context, it's kind of interesting. I mean, that is, it has to be my, my panel of, of the week. It's so just <laughs> hilarious if you just take the one bottom panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's pulling like Sue out of the glue. It's just it's hilarious. And he's like, Oh, hold on, I think we're loosening it and it's <laughs> Yeah, you can't quite work out what's going on in this panel, but whatever it is, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> uh also so... apparently like lost consciousness at some point, even though at like the end of last issue she's like, Oh no, it's Daredevil out the window yeah. and then apparently she passed out right after. Like because she must have passed out like really quick. Because that's yeah. what they do with you know, even with even even though she's a female superhero, like they've still got to make her some sort of damsel in distress. She's a damsel. Yeah. Don't worry, here come the guys. <laughs> <laughs> with their awful um, trench coats I, I don't I mean I haven't read Fantastic Four back in the day um, I I found the way that, that Reed Richards was drawn really strange but I don't know if it's just because I didn't read it back in the day I feel like he's I mean it's, I feel like he's got a very generic Marvel face they of, either... like that time like he looks like he could be he could be tony stark or he could be doctor strange do you know what i mean it's that whole like if they want to it's the generic male marvel face and what they do yeah. to make someone look older is they just give them the little gray temples yeah which reed has anyway but he just i don't know i it's not what i imagine reed looking like i don't know but i'm, I'm going by like the more modern stuff Mm. I think you know more about Fantastic Four than than I do, Daniel. So I don't know what you think. 
I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, it's I think it's pretty on model. Um, although I don't think Gene was really used to drawing them, just because mm-hmm. I think Jack Kirby was kind of the exclusive artist on Fantastic Four at the time. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not bad. Um, like I said, I think it's they kind of rely on the the graying sideburns just to kind of like you know identify him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think and Johnny little... actually looks a little bit kind of just like you know a typical kind of boy, you know. Yeah. He looks really young in this issue, but you know he seems very like just a generic blonde kid. He just looks like Peter Parker with blonde hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why Reed is wearing a yellow trench coat over his Fantastic Four outfit, um, <laughs> but has left the blue gloves on, so you can yeah. really tell it's a Fantastic Four outfit. And Johnny's wearing a, a red trench coat with green trousers. Because I was like, well, Reed's obviously wearing his Fantastic Four outfit under this. Mm. But apparently they're only wearing the top of their Fantastic Four costume. Because you can see the four. Like, well, his I, top. Well, I, but then if I, you look in the next panel, Reed's wearing blue trousers and brogues. Well, and, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Well, and then there's another panel where Johnny's kind of like in the corner taking his trousers off. Mm. he's taking blue trousers off and he's got his blue Fantastic Four costume underneath. Oh. Which is very odd. But I was very excited to see Johnny because I love Johnny Storm's character. Mm-hmm. So they, in, uh, my, in my edition, it's actually green. Uh, like, yeah, uh, I've got his. Yeah, got he was wearing trousers. like green pants and he's blown off. So I guess he had like pants and like a jacket like hiding the Fantastic Four outfit. Yeah. But which yeah. is weird because doesn't like most of the world know what the Fantastic Four looks like? Well, I'm guessing that this is something to do, because later on Stan says something like um, the reason that Fantastic Four aren't helping is um, the events of Fantastic Four 71, and I didn't have time to look into that, but maybe something happened and they're sort of undercover or... There was, I kind of, I, I flimmed through it. Uh, I, I just kind of very briefly skimmed through like 7071. Like they were, because apparently Mr. Fantastic and the Human Torch were off fighting like one of the, their bad guys. And then that's why they weren't like in the tower. And then okay. apparently like the thing isn't here because he, like the thinker apparently was like manipulating him. Um, so apparently he's kind of like been brainwashed to be evil for like an issue. Um, so, like, it's right after, apparently, Daredevil leaves, like, the thing, like, crashes in and, like, attacks them. Oh. Oh, So, okay. like, apparently that's why, like, they weren't, like, you know, going yeah, after Daredevil that. in this issue. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because, like, later on, I was kind of like, Matt, why the hell aren't you accepting the help from that defender? Like, Johnny was already out of the window and on fire. <laughs> like just let yeah them, but there's a them, reason for that yeah like right? let like, them help you they're right there like yeah. let please let johnny have some fun with the flying peapod <laughs> so they they run into action they find sue washing paste out of her hair and uh they tell them about the bomb and then they reminisce about the way they fought side by side um uh with the fantastic four and daredevil Against Doctor Doom, which was in issue number 40. And then Daredevil immediately... Oh, sorry, I'm just looking at Sue and Reed with their arms around each other, and it's adorable. (laughs) And Johnny's, meanwhile, taking his trousers off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and blue trousers on blue is interesting. Uh, So Matt immediately hears something coming, and he knows it's the trapster. He can hear it through the glass that he's smashed. 
of this uh, this window. Um, and they look up in the sky, and yep, the trapster's still coming. Old Pace Pot Pete. <laughs> uh, he thought he'd finished off Daredevil, but he hasn't. Uh, so now he's like, right, I'm going to kill them all at once. Which, I did like uh, the uh, the use of Matt's powers here. Yeah. Um, the first few pages here are actually pretty cool kind of use for, for Daredevil senses and kind of how it sets him apart from the Fantastic Four, where, you know, he kind of hears the ambush coming and warns them and then apparently knows about the, you know, Abestus and <laughs> because, you know, that was still a thing back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, in the in the pace of the gun and kind of warns Johnny about it. So I kind of like that there's some use of the senses, you know, especially beyond just the radar where he's, you know, smelling things and hearing things and stuff and yeah. kind of warning everyone around him. Yeah, because he, he, Johnny, you know, hot-headed Johnny, no pun intended, immediately flames on and, you know, is like, oh, I'll sort it out and flies out the window. And Matt is telling him to wait um, because he knows that, um, the paste has got um, asbestos in it and therefore is fireproof, which makes me question that, like, with my experience of asbestos, which I, I have, um, as you know, Vic, uh, mm-hmm. I worry about the health of Sue I was, after, I was, I was and Foggy say... and Karen after getting a face full of asbestos. Well, and Matt as well. Like, they're going yeah. to gonna have some health problems later in life. Well... You know spoilers, but it kind of makes me think that it may link into something that does happen a long, long time in the future. Ooh. Uh, which would I be didn't think about that, but yeah. medically accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess does... back then they didn't really know about asbestos, so I guess it was a pretty common, you know, yeah. uh, material to be used. So my um, my dad is, I mean, is is sick at the moment because of asbestos, and it's. It's very hard tracking where um, exposure would have taken place because it takes a long time to show itself if you have um, effects from asbestos. Um, in this case, it's like 40 years. So it's it's really hard to track um, exposure because it was literally used in everything, you know, like, like mm. talcum powder, pipes, you know, schools, hospitals. So it's... Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Um, but, yeah, I was like, I worry about the health of some of these characters. I think <laughs> it would be good to get sprayed in the face with it, you know? Um, so he warns Johnny, but Johnny's not listening. And so Matt leaps onto the, the little glider and is uh, is sort of trying to to help Johnny. I love the shot where he like swings onto the glider mm. because it's just at the same time where the trapster is telling him that he's the weakest, most vulnerable of them all. And it's like, look, <laughs> I mean, he beat you. He beat you. He stopped the bomb. What are you on about? He's the weakest. You cannot you beat me. Mm-hmm. So I think I couldn't work out how Matt, like, does he flip it over the glider? The peapod. The peapod, yeah. Is that what he does? Because the trapster's sort of like, oh, you know, without the little anti-grav discs, we'll just fall to our doom. But I didn't see the anti-grav disc falling off of it, so I didn't know if he actually flipped it upside down so it started gravity well, working the other way. He's he's kind of like picking the gravity discs off, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, he's like, uh, he, like he 
flips it over to like basically stop the trap star from attacking him, and then he uses yeah. the Billy Club cable to like basically flip off the the disc. Oh yeah, that's it. When he's hanging from it, you're right. Yeah, I was a bit confused by this uh, this fight scene. I really like the way it's drawn. I mm. love Daredevil hanging from the 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 pea pod, um, but yeah, I was a bit confused as to what was happening. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are here to explain it to me. <laughs> so they start falling from the sky and Traps is like, what are you doing? You're crazy. We're falling too fast. We're going to crash. We have no chance. And again, I like the use of Daredevil's powers here, like you were saying, Daniel, where he talks about how he's got a great sense of balance, which, you know, is, um, I guess, would be linked in with his his hearing and obviously with his doing his acrobatics and everything. And so he's basically like, you stay still, tra- Trapster, and I'll guide this gadget down to the ground. And also in this panel, it looks like the Trapster has broken his leg. It's, it do, yeah, it does look a little bit. Yeah. We do get a, a nice per- perspective shot from Gene Colan in this issue. He definitely mm-hmm. likes doing like these aerial looking down kind of panels. Yeah. Uh, I think this one is actually my panel of the week, the one with Traps' broken leg, just (laughs) because I like that it's a perspective shot, as you were saying, and you've got, like, I just like Daredevil, like, taking charge of it. Like, he can fly anything, Daredevil, whether it's a pea pod or a giant mechanical owl, like he did in that other uh, issue. Um, And I like the birds at the front, just to add a bit of perspective. So I I really like this panel. Mm. There's a good, a few good shots of his fabulous boots as well. Oh yeah, well you love the Trappist's fabulous boots. I do. See, uh, his leg's not broken. He's just, you know, sticking it out there to show everyone. The boot. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, look at my boots. Says. Aren't they fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> Those birds are like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so meanwhile, at Nelson and Murdoch, Karen is wearing a fabulous little pink dress, which I love. Yes, little black black uh, uh, stilettos, and uh, Foggy is being asked to run for DA. Of course, he is. Just like in uh, season three of Daredevil. Hopefully, this isn't a fake out like the what was it issue ten and eleven where yeah. the the party was a fake party and mm. you know, yeah. going to be like a puppet candidate. Yeah, hopefully this is more genuine. But like, what what do you think, Vix? Will Foggy be the new DA? I I don't know because of like the phone call that he gets a couple of panels later. It's like, mmm, mmm, not at all suspicious. What do you mean? <laughs> from, a, from a foxy lady? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. I don't like the fact that Foggy says that Matt hasn't turned up to work in days. <laughs> well, he doesn't turn up for work at all. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, so, Mike Murdoch's in the office more than Matt Murdoch is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Matt is never in the office. Mike is there, and Matt can't be there when Mike is there, or for obvious reasons. Mm. But just the fact that they're like, oh, he hasn't shown his face around this office for days, and it's like... Wait, like, are you not what? Like, is he sick? Like, according yeah. to him, like, or have they just like, given up caring now because it's caring. like, it's like for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> what like, now? Oh, well. 
<laughs> He'll come in when he can be bothered. Yeah, when he can be bothered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen leaps into Foggy's arms. Oh. I like this panel. I think I, like it, I thought it was sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. Um, and then the phone rings, and Vix is like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." Mm. What did you think when you saw that it was the fabulous Deborah Harris? I was like, "Yay, the femme fatale is back." Did you remember her from? Because uh, I think we mentioned her a few a few issues ago. From from the fake uh, Foggy's going to be the DA party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. yes, I did. Yeah. Working with the um, what was his name? The organizer. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Debbie Harris is back. I do like that Karen is standing there listening yeah. and not looking jealous because <laughs> yeah, I she's... feel like it would have been typical for them to make Karen like, ooh, who's that? You know what I mean? And I like that she's not jealous. She's just kind of happy for him. Well, then it's like, well, then I got a little bit confused because I'm like, well, aren't Foggy and Karen kind of dating? Like, not, well, they're maybe they're friends with benefits. I don't know, but oh, okay. I don't think they're dating. Oh, get it, Foggy. Yeah. So, I think yeah. this was a little bit more of a natural, like, conversation, like, between mm-hmm. good friends. Um, mm, if you kind yeah. of, you know, forget the fact that they, I guess, kind of are supposed to be dating. Um, but I thought it was a very good, you know, just between, you know, really good friends and, like, hey, you know, are you going to, you know, you know, see this person again? And they had, you know, problems in the past. And then, you know, I, I thought it was a, a much more, like, natural conversation than... You know, like I said, her just like lapsing in like a jealous rage or something. Yeah. Mm. Which surprised me. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not going to lie. I thought I liked the way that they wrote it. I thought they wrote it better than they could have because usually she goes into a jealous rage about anything, you know. Mm. So I like the fact that they actually, the way they did it. We get a little flashback as well of um, Abner Jonas's party. Um, Deborah Harris in her ama- with her amazingly tiny oh, voice in her like yeah. purple cat suit, doo, 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 doo. looking very Julie Newmar. Love it. Um, which I I don't know. I, I think it might be one of my favourite outfits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get them basically saying what happened, and we get to see Catman again, and we're reminded of Catman, Birdman, and the organizer. <laughs> like, oh yes, those wacky times. Oh gosh. And we see Catman without his mask on, where he's got his fabulous his beard. Fabulous bushy facial hair. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of amazed that no one brings up the fact that you know he gets offered to be DA again, and then immediately Debbie Harris calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, she was involved the last time. Like this is convenient timing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of no a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no one suspects anything, which is kind of funny. Um, I think so me- that uh, is getting like the attention to be DA again. You know, I mean, we'll see whether or not it's you know genuine this time. But mm-hmm. I like that you know at least you know at least from this issue he's getting the recognition to you know being the one that's actually doing the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as he should because he's he's the one doing all the work. You know, he's doing a good job, Foggy. Good job. Uh, so the fact that they look like they're about to crash into Central Park makes me laugh because it just reminds me of um, of that issue before the where there was the rocket that crashed in Central Park and that guy was watching. He's like, oh, stuff crashes in Central Park every day or whatever. So this made me laugh. 
<laughs> those gosh darn superheroes. Yeah. Um, so Daredevil manages to land the little glider in Central Park and it explodes. And then immediately uh, Trapster starts shooting his paste at Daredevil again. And they have a big fight, gets kicked in the face. I love the way these two panels are drawn of him being kicked in the face and then Daredevil like hitting him. Mm. Like, I just, I love that. It's, it's so great. Um, so, yeah, big fight. Uh, and Daredevil's like, ha ha ha, the pace gun is empty. I can hear that it's empty. I'm not telling him. So instead of using the empty pace gun, the trapster does a little leaf out of Bullseye's book, I think, and like <laughs> flings the pace gun at Daredevil and it spins around him and kind of ties him up. Yeah. I was like, this is a, a Bullseye kind of move. Um, and then he runs off, runs out of there. Um, and I like at one point, it's around here, that Daredevil says, what I, la- what I lack in weapons, I make up for in enthusiasm. And I was like, yes! <laughs> That's why I love you, boo! <laughs> uh, so he leaps after uh, Trapster, who's running away. Trapster's like, I'm still far too clever for you. I'm like, give it up, dude. Like, yeah, how many times like, has he beaten you now? Like, seriously, just, 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 yeah, just stop. Yeah, like, he's beaten you so many times. They run into this department store. Um, Daredevil follows. I like all these shocked walking yeah. up, particularly the woman with the handbag. There's there's a woman that she's in like the top right hand corner, and yeah. she's kind of like on her hands and knees peering yeah. over, peering over <laughs> of like the counter. But it's like you can see her little face and then her little feet, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so great. <laughs> I love it. I, lo- I like the the woman with the handbag as well. She's got both hands on her face like, <gasps> oh my. <laughs> um, so the crowd starts getting thicker and Daredevil mentions that it confuses his radar sense, which again, I, I like. I like that when there's crowds, he, you know, it, it throws him off. Um, but it doesn't last long because Trapster immediately runs outside um, through more broken glass and Daredevil runs after him. And they go down the subway, uh, which I don't know what subway station it is, but it's exiting uh, it's Lexington Avenue line, Manhattan, Queens, Houston Street, Houston Street, I think it says. Someone he's... cleverer than me or who lives in New York could probably work out what station this is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Daredevil manages to stop the trapster's head from hitting the stairs, but in doing so, he wrenches his back. Pull me back. Like, I love how basically loses, like, both the fight, like, in the park and here by basically just trying to, like, coddle the trapster. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, well, you know, this poor little guy, like, I can't be too hard on him. I have to save him. And then he basically (laughs) just keeps getting, like, beat up himself trying to save the trapster. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just, like, knock, like, I don't know, knock him out or something. But yeah, he, like, hurts his back. I do like that Matt hurts his back, because I like the fact that he's not, you know, he's not invulnerable. He's not the Hulk or Thor or someone like that. I like mm. that he, you know, he can slip a disc, you know, <laughs> hurt himself. <laughs> um, so he's hurt his back, the trapster kicks him, and he, I guess he rolls under the platform. Um, and then... 
we don't see it happen, but Daredevil hears the police come and arrest the trapster and take him away, but they don't see Daredevil, and he's too weak and in pain to call out. So he's just, like, lying there on the... Yeah. And I like that his his radar sense starts going all woozy. Yeah. Because of the pain. I thought that was kind of cool, the way it's drawn. I kind of like how it, like, they faded... They faded him out, almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a nice use, like a, a simple effect to sort of show that. Mm. Um, and he hears some little booties coming towards oh, him. I wouldn't say little, but... <laughs> some big booties. <laughs> uh, here's footsteps. Now, Vix, who were you thinking it would be at this point? I was thinking it might be the police coming to look for him, but oh no. Well, you saw a little metal boot and Daredevil says... No, oh, it must... Could mean could mean Iron Man or else and then Doctor Doom shouts or else Doctor Doom <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah. and his all his fabulousness I just yes yeah, so fabulous <laughs> and that is the end of the issue guys <laughs> what do you think about the ending dramatic yeah because you kind of think this story's over because Matt saved the Fantastic Four and he's got the trapster arrested and then all of a sudden Doctor Doom turns up and like I think I mentioned last last uh, episode or the one before this is kind of the first time that we have we've had like three issue arcs before like with the Plunderer but this is the first time that it's kind of the same story and it goes on for multiple issues mm. which I like it's going to make it harder to vote for uh you Vix. yeah that is true yeah but no one said this podcast was easy (laughs) (laughs) uh so that is the issue guys um so with that it's time to uh to do some boots and toots um daniel what are you gonna boot this week um my boots is probably going to be reed and um <laughs> and johnny with their like trench coats and like pants trying to hide their identities even though i thought they were like publicly known but um yeah they've like the, the giant baggy pants and jackets that they have over trying to hide their their fantastic four <laughs> outfits just look ridiculous they look yeah. almost like Ninja Turtles trying to, like, you know, wear the trench coat and <laughs> yeah. walk around like nobody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah. They need, like, a pair of fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> I think doesn't like the thing in the comics, like, when he tries to hide. I know they definitely did it in the, one of the movies. He wears, like, the trench coat and the fedora as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. To kind of, like, hide and, yeah, it's just, it's so goofy. Um, Vix, what are you going to boot? I am with Daniel on this one with the terrible the terrible trench coat because it's just like you're not even trying to hide your faces mm-hmm. like and the trench coats are awful I, I, I agree it's my boot as well <laughs> and also they're like just the most that... brightly coloured trench coats ever yeah they're not even softer. they didn't even go like beige yeah what are you going to say Daniel um, do you guys like uh, Sue Storm's outfit any better, or I guess Sue Richards' um, outfit any better in this issue? I know you guys, I guess last issue, really didn't like. They, you know, thought it was too baggy. But um, do you think it's it any better? Wasn't this wasn't as yeah, it, it wasn't as baggy in this one, and I didn't mind it as much. 
I just didn't like that it was super baggy last issue when we first saw it. It wasn't as as dinner lady tabard in this. Um, yeah, yeah, session. it looked more like a tabard in last issue. Mm. Yeah, the 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 trench coats were way worse. Yeah, you know, they were. Although yeah, I just were noticed awful. that like Sue has the exact same haircut as Karen in this issue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> they know how to draw one female hairstyle. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. Deborah has the same one or not. I can't remember. Well, hers is... Oh, excuse me. Hers is brunette, so it's kind of like... It's slightly different. Mm. It could be the same haircut. Her hair's a little bit longer, though, it yeah. looks like. So it kind of falls on the shoulders. The kind of, yeah. like, curls up. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Sue and Karen both have the hair that flicks up at the ends. I'm looking at Sue's costume now just to see what I think, and it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's definitely not as baggy and dinner ladyy. So I I'll yeah I'll figure out. I don't like the fact she's got the little skirt though. Mm. I think the little skirt's kind of weird. You know, just have her in a, a you know unitard or whatever. I don't know. Um, so what's everyone going to toot, Daniel? What are you tooting this week? Um, not a whole lot in this issue, um, but I did like Karen's outfits, um, but I actually think I preferred the flashback of Debbie Harris, her dress at the dinner party. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a very elegant kind of purplish kind of evening gown, um, kind of form fitting. I don't know. I liked it. So I think I will, uh, toot Deborah Harris's outfits from the flashback. We, yes. we are matching again because I'm also tooting Deborah yeah. Harris's outfit. Me Thanks, too. What about you? Me yeah. too. Wow. We're all on the same page. <laughs> intended. <laughs> uh, yeah, she looked super foxy. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so panel of the week. Uh, I think I know what, what you guys might pick. But, uh, Vix, what is your panel of the week? I am actually going to go with Foggy and Karen being cute. Oh. Because it was, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little, um, nice little panel. I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh. It's a a good moment. Yeah. Poor guy Um, deserves it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What are you you going with, Daniel? Um, As far as, like, an action shot, I really liked the one where Daredevil was hooked onto the, the flying leaf pod and um, had uh, the Human Torch kind of flying in the background was kind of a cool action shot. Yeah. Um, but I really, I have to go with my little, like, with Daredevil, <laughs> little panel in the corner of Daredevil pulling out Sue Richards from from the, the paste. And just because if you take it out of context, it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was either going to go for that one, or I also like the one where he's on the flying pea pod and um, the trapster has his broken leg. <laughs> you know, like, um, I just like it's a, a nice um, perspective shot I I really like. Um, so I think I'm going to go with one of those. Okay, well now we have to vote what we want to do with this issue. Just to remind everyone, as we are a bar, of course, we have a giant giant vault behind the bar as all bars do all dive bars in hell's kitchen and that is where we put only the most special of special issues that we think uh, should be saved forever um so if we really like the issue we put it in there 
if we really don't like it we think it's utter trash we throw it out the window and if we think it's okay we put it under the bar so daniel what do you think about this issue um like i'm not sure if it's like just amazing enough to put in the vaults um especially if we're kind of keeping that to just like the extra special issues um but i really liked like this issue um i thought it had good pacing i thought it was um had a good action but then kind of some seeding some subplots in there um and I, I really liked i know you mentioned it a few times i really liked um the use of daredevil's powers in this issue um, kind of throughout. I thought it was a really good issue for kind of using his senses in, in interesting ways and um, in practical ways kind of throughout, you know, a fight and and um, kind of throughout. So I really liked Daredevil's use of senses and his powers in this. Mm. Um, so I think I would probably just maybe put it under the bar. Um, but I don't know. I, I really liked it. I thought it was, you know, good pacing, had a really good cliffhanger at the end and some good art. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Under the Bar. I don't think it's it's a team-up between Daredevil and Fantastic Four, which we yeah, haven't had to this extent before, um, which should be really cool. But I think it's like a bit of a goofy issue, and um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like there's much to it, so I, I would say Under the Bar as well. Um, Vix, what about you? Yeah, I could go for that, just because, you know, it's the first... Uh, well, it's not the first issue of the storyline, really, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. It's pretty goofy, which I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to put it under the bar. Okay, it's going under the bar. I'm throwing it under the bar now. Here goes. Uh, okay, now it is time for our special uh, segment, which is called Vix Predicts. to predicts as I'll ever as I'll ever be <laughs> well I will tell you the name of the next issue um I mean it might not be a surprise <laughs> because uh it relates to a character that's just appeared but you know see what you think uh so next issue is called don't look now but it's Doctor Doom <gasps> could it possibly be an issue about Doctor Doom. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just not a very mysterious fix predicts, really, is it? What do you think is going to happen, though? Um, well, I'm going to guess if, if Doom is going to be in it, then the Fantastic Four are probably going to be in it as well again, because you can't really have one without the other. Um, but will we get any other... New York super-based superheroes as well to help you, him out. Do you think we'll see the thing? I hope so. I'd like to see all of the Fantastic Four together, but if he's off being, like, brainwashed, maybe Doom is, like, using him against his family? Okay, so we might get, like, Daredevil versus the thing. Yeah, with, like, the Fantastic Four as sort of backup. Okay. And Doom just wreaking havoc in his fabulous outfit. 
His, I mean, I was going to maybe vote for his outfit as the best one because it is pretty fabulous, but... I, yeah. Um, I was like, no, I, I can't. Debbie Harris looks too good. Too fabulous. Too fabulous. <laughs> too, what are your too... guys' um, thoughts on Doctor Doom as a villain? That he is wonderfully bonkers. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of like the plunderer where he's just, you know, so like deliciously over the top. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I love I love my comic book villains to be like over the top. Like if if you can embody uh, Alan Rickman in Prince of Thieves in your villainry, then uh, like I am completely sold. Like if you're going to if you're going to do it, commit to it 100,000 percent. Oh, imagine Doctor Doom played by Alan Rickman back in the day. Just the voice, amazing. But it's like that was, you know, that was what was so great about. I mean, if you watch the director's cut of that movie, you realise just how much of Alan Rickman they cut out because oh yeah, he he went like full on panto camp. I just really, really hope we get a good version of Doctor Doom one day on film. Because at the moment, the the best version of Doctor Doom is the canon film version, which wasn't even made for release, in my opinion. I just, yeah, I like I like my my villains to be over the top, like, and just living their best villain lives, which nice. I think is what I like. I like Doctor Doom as a villain because he's just he's just living it. He's just being. Yeah. He's just being it. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a cape, which is uh, always yeah. Good. I won't uh, I won't read the description for next issue because it is spoilery and I don't want to spoil things. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, Daniel, do you remember you remember obviously about this Doctor Doom series? Yeah, I remember it goes on for a little bit. Um, yeah. So I like that it's you know given some space to, to to kind of breathe. I mean, if you're going to bring in Doctor Doom, you have to give them you know you have to give them some some page time. So I'm Absolutely. glad they do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, that was it for this week. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on again, as always. And thank you oh, for thank sending you us so extra much. stuff. <laughs> oh, there there was a couple of, I don't know if you've read the, the letter pages on the end of this one, but there's a, a short one where a guy was complaining that his girlfriend apparently fell in love with Daredevil and made him get a haircut <laughs> just like Matt. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I didn't have the uh, the um, letter page for the uh, for this issue, so I didn't see that. But that's awesome. Yeah, oh. it's it's kind of hilarious. And then apparently she fell in love with Captain America and then Mister Fantastic. And what should he do? <laughs> oh no, he's got to get little gray temples then. And then apparently <laughs> Stan wrote back and he's like, "Well, let's just hope she doesn't fall in love with with the thing." The <laughs> <laughs> shame his head. Wow, that's that's wow, that's interesting. And there, there make, was one where there like, was does a, she make him wear sunglasses as well, or what? Like, it doesn't say. It just says that he um, that she fell in love with Daredevil, and uh, she made me have a haircut just like Matt. Then she fell in Captain in love with Captain America, and then Mister Fantastic. What should I do? <laughs> and then Stan responded with, uh, "Tell her you've got a crush on Medusa. That ought to knock her on her feet." <laughs> 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 and 
and then nice. <laughs> uh, hang loose and hope that she doesn't fall for a the bashful blue eyed uh, Benjamin J. Grimm. Oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> I wish I'd seen that. And there's okay. a apparently a uh, amateur psychologist that does call out Matt as having a split personality disorder. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's it's not something that you know. Matt is more known for having depression rather than, but there is like evidence, you know, of dissociative identity disorder as well that you would associate more with characters like Moon Knight, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But like particularly in these early issues, not so much in later ones. Sorry, my cat is showing me her belly and wants to talk, <gasps> so I think that Please. means she's like, she's Please. like, hurry up and finish the episode. Please give her some belly squidges. I will. I'm squidging her belly right now. (laughs) Um, Thank you again so much for coming on, Daniel, as I said. But do you have anything you want to promote? Um, Not overly. Um, I mean, we're still continuing on with the the Green Lantern Book Club. Um, I think in a couple of weeks we're doing uh, a Red Lanterns issue. We're kind of continuing on with the Red Lanterns arc that we're doing. Um, and then after that, I'm going to try and get a kind of a bigger event where we're going to go back and do the very early, like 1959 appearance of Hal Jordan uh, with the showcase nice. issues. Um, so we're going to try and I'm going to try and bring on uh, some of the people that actually do like the website and the blog that we're kind of connected to and then kind of open it up to everyone that's like even you know remotely interested in, in the book club just to kind of come on and, you know, say hey and kind of have a big kind of hoorah because we're right at about a year into um, kind of right at our year anniversary for the book club. So I was going to do just kind of like a, you know, hey, jump on and say hello kind of kind of thing if you're, you know, if you follow along with us. So hopefully that'll come about here in uh, about two, two, three weeks. So we'll see if it comes about. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys going to discuss about, is it a new film or I think they're doing a series, aren't they? Um, oh, yeah. I know they announced uh, like Finn, Finn Wittrock's Whit- been cast in it and it's going to have... Um, uh, is it Alan Scott as well is going to be in it? Yeah. Um, they're Apparently they're doing like a generational thing. So like they're going to have different characters and it's going to be set like in different decades. Okay. At least I think that's the way they're doing it. And then they're going to have like Alan Scott and Guy Gardner and like a few yeah. um, like new characters in there. So it should be interesting. Um, the casting is kind of is, is interesting. Um, y- you know, it's I'm sure with, when they kind of do them up, they're going to look just like the characters. But some of like the the actors just like publicity shots or just kind of them walking out a red carpet. I'm like, really for them? So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of I'm having a hard time visualizing it, but I'm sure once they like get it together, it'll look great. Yeah, it's it's always hard to tell from you know early shots until you actually sometimes even see them in a show to you know go, oh no, actually that's a good casting. I think Finn yeah. Wittrock's a good actor. I don't know much about like Guy Gardner, but um, he's a good actor, so he'll probably do a good job, you know. But um, I'm interested to see that because I know, like, barely anything about the Green Lantern. So <laughs> hopefully I'll be able to talk to you more about Green Lantern <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of CGI and stuff. So I think it's kind of a hard project to do without just, like, a massive budget. So it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off. Yeah, definitely. Uh, awesome. And, uh, okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll just have to. I don't even know what it's going to be airing on or anything. It's obviously not out yet, anyway. But 
It's going to be a, a HBO Max, um, like oh, on the stream. Okay. So, so, like anything DC apparently has moved to HBO, HBO Max. Okay. Oh yeah, of course, because they did because uh, Justice League was on HBO Max, wasn't it? The Snyder Cut. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Vix, do you have anything you want to promote this week? Uh, no. That was easy. Like I never, I never have anything to promote. True. Uh, I mean, we've just uh, there's just been news this week that they are making a new Highlander movie starring Henry Cavill, and I also oh, do a yeah. Highlander podcast, so we will obviously be yeah. covering that in a few years' time. I was like, I had the sort of sort of Henry in a kilt. It's just yeah, yeah but Highlander <laughs> without Queen, I'm like. I see. This is what I like. It's like Henry. I I I adore you. I really do. Um, but I really wish they'd stop remaking shit. Yeah, so but I'm doing it. It's just like just just leave it alone. But yeah, I'm gonna promote the original Highlander movie because <laughs> it has because <laughs> it has Queen and Clancy Brown, two of my favourite things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Well, we will be back next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.